Episode 137 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. It's the start of a new era at Wichita City Hall. Brandon Wibble takes over as mayor of our city. So District 5 Council Member Brian Fry joins me for this week's podcast. We'll talk to Mr. Fry about the transition to a new mayor, changing of the guard, his vision for the city, and more specifically for District 5. First, some notes about this week's Wichita Business Journal, our cover story along those lines. We talked to stakeholders about the change in the mayor's office and how things might work in the future. Whipple has been a state representative, but he'll have a different management style. may have to get to know better the other council members and the specifics of how Wichita City Hall works. That story on page 8. Also this week, a special report on education. We take a look at the impact of school bond projects. They have had a big impact on Wichita's economy. Page 10. This week, we spent 10 minutes with Ty Tabing. He's the new president and CEO of Wichita Festivals. He'll be using his experience as an urban planner to shape the Wichita River Festival and the organization that puts on the annual event. This week's list, Wichita Area Health and Fitness Facilities. Page six, business leads, we have them. New real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments. It's in each weekly edition. This week, it begins on page 12. Back to talk with Brian Fry after this. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Brian, welcome. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity. You're now going into your second term, just reelected. Yep, very fortunate. Uh, we had three council members up for re-election this time, and all three of them are re-elected. Correct. And... We have a new mayor. Correct. So we'll talk about that a little bit. But you, you've been around for a while, but <laughs> some folks may not know you very well. Right. Uh, talk about where you grew up and, wow. and uh, your, your story. So raised in Wichita, lifelong Wichita, um, Wichita Public Schools, Wichita State University. Uh, been in business and career for the entire time I've been in Wichita. Right. Save for one year in Dallas, Texas. Um, other than that... Uh, I'm celebrating a birthday this year, and I realize that I'll have 40 years uh, in working in Wichita. No kidding. Yeah, started at 14, of course. Right, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, just been blessed, um, have a, a wonderful wife and, and two kids, and uh, been fortunate to serve on Wichita City Council uh, for the last five years. And looking forward to the next term. You were in marketing. Uh, your degrees in marketing, right? From Wichita yes. State. Yep, Wichita State University. Worked at a couple of TV stations, and that's where I first met you. Absolutely, yeah. I actually started my career in media uh, at when I was a student at Wichita State. Uh, I was part of issue number one of the Wichita Business Journal. Oh wow! I was in the circulation department. Right. Uh, so uh, that was while I was a full-time student, and did that for two years, and then graduated and. Got a job in Dallas with Simon Property Group, the people that own Town East. Right. And did that for a year and didn't like that business well enough and came home uh, to look for a career. So and it was more the, more the job rather than the location that right. made you come back to Wichita. Yeah. It was uh, retail is a different beast. Right. And nine months of the year, you're focused on Christmas. Right. 
in a shopping mall environment, and I, I love Christmas too much to spend, uh, get burnt <laughs> out by the time you got to exactly. it. Exactly, so and much so, Christmas. Yeah, you're Scrooge by then. Right. So I returned home and was able to find a job at Channel 3 KSN in the marketing department, entry-level position, and worked there for 11 years, worked my way up to director of marketing and creative services. And then in 2002, I changed channels right, and went to Cake TV and did that job as marketing director, creative services for 14 years, um, and then ran for city council and won. And Tried to do both jobs for three months and <laughs> realized that television and politics don't blend well. Right. Um, it was a, not a good fit. And so I retired from TV and spent the next three months just totally immersing myself full time in council work and making sure I was uh, prepared and, and knew what I was doing. Um, and then helped a friend start a company and built that up to about 12, 15 people. And then he sold his interest. And uh, I said, well, if you're not going to be involved with it, I'm not going to be involved with right. it. And I was fortunate enough to find a position with the Kansas Chamber of Commerce right. as a director of investor relations for them, based here in Wichita. So About a year? A uh, little over a year now, almost a year and a half. Wow. So, time yeah, flies. Time, time does fly, right? <laughs> so, and it's, it's a perfect mix of what I believe uh, as a council person, as a citizen, um, as a business, free market, capital. Um, and so it's, it's worked out very well. What drove you to run for public office? You, you had seen it through the media. You'd yes. seen what politics does yep. and ha- what it does to people. Yep. Well, um, hopefully that doesn't change me. Um, <laughs> you know, so first off and foremost, my love for Wichita. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been very blessed in this community. Um, I mentioned before that I was raised here. Uh, my parents have both been very successful in their careers in this community. Uh, so the community's treated us well um, during my time, and I've also met my wife here, mm-hmm. and so that's another big plus. Um, but during my time in television, I had some great mentors, and one of them was Al Buck. Right. Um, and he really impressed upon me community service and giving back and serving uh, in our role as a television station, right. local TV station. But it was beyond that. You had to give of yourself and your time. And so uh, I followed that lead. He served on a lot of boards, and I started serving on boards and, and working on community service above and beyond the job. Right. And so that just uh, stayed with me. It always has. And, uh, and that's really what led me to that next phase. When my wife and I built a new house out in West Wichita, I got involved with my homeowners association. And if you think politics are tough, <laughs> try serving on a homeowners association. That's no kidding. That's for sure. And, and so I did that for uh, six years. And part of that uh, led me to going to Bob Martz's district advisory boards right. when he was the council member for District 5. And, and just learning more about how our city operates and the potential and where we were um, going and what our challenges were and feeling like that. I could be a part of helping uh, with those challenges. You've just been reelected to your second term. Has there ever been a time when you said, oh, man, I don't know if I, I want to continue doing this. Obviously, you ran for reelection. So yep. if, yep. That, if that came to you, it passed pretty quickly. No, there, I mean, there's been some difficult days. Obviously, anytime um, we have issues with staff, like an officer shooting or, um, you know, challenges along those lines, job right. loss, layoffs, those are difficult days. 
but that just inspires me to do more and commit even uh, greater than I have in the past. Right. Um, I've never had a, a down day. Uh, I think I'm a pretty positive, upbeat person. I don't let things get to me and just try to always have a positive attitude and keep moving forward. Um, and that's a big belief I have. I'm surprised you didn't wear your Wichita jacket in here. <laughs> well, this is radio. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we got some pictures, too. We'll get some pictures yep, of that, you. That's, but, uh, uh, that's been a lot of fun. Where'd you get the, that? Fruhoff uniforms. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Um, I had the idea, and I called them up and said, I got this uh crazy request and they said come see us and Kenny and Richard were tremendous to work with and I've had a lot of fun with that jacket how funny it's yep. it's based on the Wichita flag if you haven't seen it yep. if you if you google Brian Fry <laughs> you will see at least one picture of him in that jacket that sport coat with the uh, flag yep. theme yep it's pretty colorful it is transition time now uh, how does this work logistically as a new as a new mayor comes on board, right. now, that's coming up here in the next uh, week or yeah, so. Um, well, Monday night will be the swearing in, okay. and then Tuesday will be his first official uh, meeting as mayor. Right. So uh, the positive thing here, because he's really an unknown. I don't really know much about Mayor-elect Whipple. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't had any in-depth conversations. You know, just a, some pleasantries, so forth. Um, but the really nice thing is this council is very experienced. We all put in the time, we, we do the research, we do the, you know, the community engagement. Um, all of us have been on the council for a minimum, well, Becky Tuttle is our newest. Right. She's been on for a year, uh, and then Councilmember Claycomb and Johnson have both been on for two years. All three of them were very engaged in the community prior to serving on the council. Right. And so we have a very knowledgeable, educated council and committed council. Um, it's very similar to when I came on board five years ago. Um, all of the council members at that time were very experienced. Uh, council member, or Mayor Longwell mm -hmm. just went from council member to mayor. So I was the only new one. And, but everyone had known me because I had been on the park board right. for eight years. I'd been on the district advisory board. So I had relationships uh, with all of them at that time. So it was very seamless. Um, we hope that's the case here, obviously, um, with Mr. Whipple being uh, the only new one here. Um, it should be hopefully a smooth transition. It, seem, it seems like that's a, a pretty important part of, you know, getting to know somebody, getting to know the system, relating to each other on a one-to-one -one basis, a personal basis, and having a relationship. Um, do you agree? I assume you agree that it's important that, that you establish a relationship with Mr. Whipple. Absolutely. This is all about relationships. Yeah. Um, this is, I've always said this is a one degree separation town. Right. Everybody knows everybody or at right. least has one person connected. And so um, it's very important as we continue to move the momentum forward and continue to grow this city. It's all about relationships and communication and being able to uh, speak freely and openly and know that we're all after the same thing. Right. Um, which has got some serious challenges, but we've also have some serious momentum going and we need to keep that going. And we get there by all working together. Right. Uh, you, you were concerned. You had raised some concerns uh, back when uh, the process is going through for the water plant. Uh, Talk about your concerns there with the uh, with the the system and and uh, the change that that came about. So for me, the 
the issue has been infrastructure from the beginning. That's one of the reasons I ran for city council was because concerned about our water treatment plant and needing to do something. Um, it's the lifeblood of a community, right? Uh, more so than anything else. And so uh, five years ago when I was elected, that was one of the first things I volunteered for was to help, f you know, figure out solutions. And so we did a long process where we first identified what are the critical needs, where do we need to start? And, and this had been going on. I just now jumped into it right. and started to learn more about what the city had been doing. But we got to a point where the number one critical issue was a new water treatment facility, considering that the, the one we have now was built in the FDR days. Right. <laughs> you know, that doesn't give you a lot of comfort. Right. And so uh, a very long process to get to a point where we're ready to uh, you know, go out and search for a, a team that mm -hmm. can do this. And we decided on a design, build, operate. And we had uh, two bidders and the staff screening committee, uh, which we had uh, staff, um, elected um, customers, um, all to the table to go through and see the pitches and, and understand um, what they were proposing. And it was a unanimous decision to go with the Jacobs Group. And, and they had some local teams as well. Um, and then uh, as it went forward, uh, council discussed, talked about maybe that wasn't the right thing to do, was the DBO, and maybe to take some of that out to lower the cost. At the end of the day, it was a half a billion dollar project right. and very concerned about water rates and passing that on. So uh, m some members of the council, including Mayor Longwell, said, you know, if we can do a little bit differently and save taxpayer dollars, we should look at that. I'm all for that as well. And so then it became a reopen it to just a design build competition and we had one uh, bidder on that right. and that came forward and the council ultimately agreed that that was the best decision so we're moving forward um, we've been councilmember johnson and i have been on an oversight committee to make sure that the team that is doing this is doing it in a way that we're comfortable um, that we have identified additional savings and they have significantly um, and so we're very pleased with that. Um, some of the concerns I had early on have been uh, answered. And I'm very confident that the team we have doing this now is going to create and build a tremendous project, product for the city of Wichita. I think the quote I saw from you was, we've got, it, basically it's a big project. We got one real good shot at this. Well, we should do Something it right like from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Uh, and that's the key because this is going to last us for several more generations. Right. And you consider that 14 communities depend on Wichita and our water treatment facility, right. including all of our industry and McConnell Air Force Base. We absolutely have to do it right. right. And it's, uh, it's the one thing that will determine whether or not this community continues to grow more so than anything else. Last city council meeting, you were open about your relationship with George Laham. Uh, he developed Riverfront, uh, developing Riverfront Village. Talk about why that was important to you to reveal that you know, you'd known George for a long time. <laughs> yeah, we grew up together. Right. Uh, in uh, fact, I know all four of those partners very well prior to ever being on council. And again, this goes back to relationships right. and knowing who can do this job and do it well. Um, certainly, there are a lot of developers in this town and across the country. But this team is wanting to do it. And um, they have been very successful throughout Wichita. You can drive by and see their projects. Uh, but there's been a lot of community conversation about relationships right. and, and uh, cronyism. And I just want to be very upfront with the public and say, yeah, I know these folks. 
And I also believe in their reputation and their character and their track record, that they're going to do what they say they're going to do. Would you have made that point, do you think, a year ago? It's, it seems like right. it's front of mind for us now after right. the water. So we're required to, um, if there are goes, relationships, yeah. especially when it's uh, campaign contributions. Right. And so, um, but the magnitude of this one, I think, reali- realizing that it probably needed that extra step. Right. Because anyone can go back and look at our expense campaign contributions and see that. But for this particular one, I felt it was necessary to just be – deal with it right up front, open as honest as possible, be as transparent. And again, but also, you know, share with the community that these guys are not a, f- a couple of folks from Minnesota. Right, right. Right. Uh, they've got a track record. They're going to do it. Um, and just want to give that confidence. Right. We've got a lot of decisions. You're, you've got a lot on your plate as we move into 2020. Uh, and now the new uh, knowledge that Spirit Aero Systems is going to have to adjust and, and doing voluntary layoffs, but also some of the development downtown as well. How do we pay for the public part of the public-private partnerships that are that are going on? I know that's something that's important to you. Absolutely. Well, we have to continue to look at all the things that are available to us um, and just seeing the growth and the uh, momentum that we're having and the confidence that people are having in Wichita that you didn't see that five, six years ago. And, and so that's really good. If you just drive down Douglas and you see all of the buildings going up, all the steel. Right. I mean, we have more than a couple of cranes right now in right. downtown Wichita, which is fantastic. Um, and the ballpark's less than 100 days away from opening. So we have to just continue to push forward, continue to explore all the available options to us. We have some, some big picture items coming forward. Eventually, we're going to deal with the convention center, right. and the performing arts center, and the East Bank. How are we going to finance that? How are we going to fund it? Um, we have to continue to just explore everything available to us. Um, and what haven't we looked at before as well? You know, what else is out there right. that we should be looking at? Riverfront Legacy Master Plan. Uh, sounds like they're going to make a recommendation on basically 1 or 1A one or 1B, mm-hmm. meaning a plan for that area. Um, what, what kind of a plan would you support and, and how do you envision something there being mm-hmm. paid for? So I was able, lucky enough, to serve six years on Music Theater Wichita Board, right. yeah. and I've served the last four years on Visit Wichita Board. So I'm very aware of the challenges both the performing arts community and our convention business right. have right. in our existing facilities. They simply don't work in those buildings as well as they should. Right. Um, when you say they don't work, yes, we have functions and events there but not at the capacity and the revenue opportunity that we need out of them. Right. Um, we're missing out on events, on shows, on conventions. Um, we've got serious competition in Overland Park, Oklahoma City, Tulsa. Uh, these communities are stepping up and investing in these facilities, and, and we haven't. And it shows we're losing business, we're losing opportunities for entertainment, for recreation, for tax revenue. Right. And so knowing that we have to do something for those two needs and that building doesn't work for it, we need to focus on building a new convention center separate from what we have now, as well as a performing arts center. I think those need to be two separate buildings. Where they sit, where they reside, that still has to be determined. Right. And we still have to figure out what's the best purpose use of the round building going forward. Right. 
I don't think we've exhausted the opportunities for engagement as to are there ideas. Um, I know there's been a lot of studies and a lot of talk, but once that building's empty, what do you do with it? And we need to have a viable, sustainable plan for operation in there. And I don't know that we've asked that yet. Right. And so that would be the next step. And, and if we can't, then what's the best sustainable use for that land right. that keeps it in the public. Right. I am not in favor of giving up uh, any of the land that Century 2, the library that sits on for development. I think we need to use that for public space as much as possible. Now, we could do some public-private partnerships right. in those facilities that help uh, with the operation and the dollars and so forth, but uh, that is public land. It needs to stay in the public uh, asset list. The elected folks don't like saying taxes are going to be coming up. Certainly property taxes, they, they haven't gone up in a long time, city right. of Wichita, um, even sales taxes. But we've got to find some way to pay for some of these projects. Um, CIDs have been coming up. TIFs have been around for a long time. Star bonds, those types of things. You think we have options that are available to us that uh, that we'll be able to, to take advantage of as we move forward? Well, those are definitely things that we have to continue to look at and right. evaluate. Uh, we can certainly um, use cent the interest bank arena as an example right. of a temporary sales tax that worked very well. It was focused, it had sunset provisions, and we, at the end of the day, we got a great public asset that is a jewel right. in downtown, and it's paid for, and that tax went away. And I think that is something that we need to continue to look at as options for a performing arts center. Bottom line is, uh, Performing Arts Center cannot be funded entirely just on the backs of taxpayers. It's going to have to have some other funding mechanisms, whether that be uh, contributions, naming rights, foundation dollars, uh, public-private partnership for operation, etc. Mm -hmm. it, it's got to be a blend of all of that. And if there is a, a sales tax as part of that, as long as it's sunset and it's focused and just for that, I think the community can get behind it just like we do with Interest Bank Arena. Um, and, and that's probably the, the one that's got the most talk right. in the community right now. I want to make sure we get to uh, your goals for District 5. Obviously, you, as a council member, you have the wishes of the, uh, the entire community in mind, <laughs> but also you represent uh, uh, yeah. an area of Wichita. So what are, your, what are your hopes for District 5 moving forward? So District 5 is one of the fastest growing districts in Wichita. It's primarily residential. I don't have a lot of industry, um, not a lot of uh, uh, manufacturing. Right. It's primarily all residential. And because of that, uh, some of the critical needs that we've had is just handling the growth, whether it's uh, roadways and streets to park facilities to library and police. And so we've identified uh, the need to expand or move the West Wichita Patrol substation further west okay. uh, to accommodate some of the growth for better response times. And so that's a project that we it's in our capital plan. I hope to see that built within the next four years. Um, Westlink Library has always been uh, just a huge success story. Up until the Advanced Learning Library was built, um, it, it, was res it had 
more checkouts than any other branch. Oh, no kidding. It averaged about 25% of the checkouts wow. per month and exceeding the central library. Right. Now that all ICT is open, uh, it's number two, but it's still over 20% of the checkouts. Bottom line is it's very successful and it's too small. And we've got a plan to expand that on the existing footprint, basically double its size, create a better children's library, more meeting room space, which we don't have in West Wichita. Right. So basically just accommodating the growth of the citizens uh, that are living out there. And that's roads, police, fire, and libraries, parks as well. A lot of big decisions to work on over yeah. the next year or so. Yeah, but it's exciting. Again, I, I think this is just a, a, a very big opportunity right. for Wichita to continue to push forward. Uh, to move us in, in a direction that continues to grow. We know we're in a dogfight for talent um, all across the state, all across the Midwest. And we've got to continue to make those investments in our quality of place to make it attractive for people that want to live here, that want to create jobs here, uh, and people that want to stay here. And so uh, making sure we're making those investments, doing the basics right, and that's police, fire, roads, keep doing those things well. Um, but just keep that push going forward. Obviously, the, the uh, voluntary layoffs, that spirit concern, uh, and then that obviously has a ripple effect down to the suppliers mm -hmm. and to the general economy. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, that's something that's on, on your mind. Yep. And uh, how do you monitor that and how, you, how do you hope to mitigate you know, the impact of something like that. So I've been work, I've been on a task force for the last several months working with folks from GWP, um, along with Councilmember Bluebaugh, myself, and, and uh, some of the county folks, looking at our policies and what can we be doing to make it more attractive to do business here? How can we lower the red tape? How can we uh, change our incentive policies that is what the community, the business community is asking for these days. Some right. of our policies date back 30, 40 years. Right. And that's not exactly the world that we live in these days. And so when we look at site selectors and, and business community and what are they needing, what are they asking, we've been looking at all of our things and what can we do differently to make it more attractive, make it easier for them to continue to do business here right. or locate their business here. And that's a big part of diversifying our economy as well and looking at something other than just always aircraft manufacturing. Very excited about the things Wichita State is doing right. and Dr. Golden and keeping that momentum with Innovation Campus and creating a, a tech hub, which is fantastic as well. Um, but we've got to look at everything that we're doing. Is it the right thing? Is it is it what the community, the business community is asking for and needing? And make sure we're responding accordingly. So uh, hopefully at first quarter, first couple of months, we should see some of those recommendations right. come out. Congratulations on being reelected, going into your second term. And uh, I should say congratulations. You've got a lot on your plate. <laughs> uh, there's a lot to do. And so uh, we appreciate you coming by and, and uh, spending some time with us and letting us know what's, what's going on with you and well, District 5 and appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it, Bill. Uh, the Business Journal is a very important part of our messaging and communicating with our citizens. And uh, I think there's not a day goes by they don't see someone say, did you see that article? And so I'm like, thank you, because it's very important to keep that engagement going. You bet. We appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, sir. And especially as an alum of the Wichita <laughs> Business Journal, <laughs> Absolutely. Too, so. Back to wrap up in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours. So we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. 
Visit EquityBank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for BizTalk with Bill Roy this week, episode 137. My thanks once again to Brian Fry for joining us. Check out all our episodes at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.